Wow. I can't believe we interviewed Marianne Williamson. We are recording this the day after to have a chance to kind of reflect on the interview, kind of take it all in. This is something that we 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 had like a running question list for this interview for probably about six months. I went back and looked at the date that we that we wow. started this. We had been hoping for this interview for for months and it finally happened. So how are you feeling? I know that you you've been really excited about this. Then I'm overjoyed. I mean, obviously I am not an unbiased participant um, because clearly I've endorsed her publicly and spoken highly of her platform, but I am truly grateful for the opportunity to speak, not only speak to people that have inspired me, but to ask them questions and to have a back and forth dialogue and really, one, do this with my best friend, but also get to do it in a way that I can forget that it's me. And that's really fun. I, I don't know. I don't take stuff like this lightly because as we've seen and as we talked about in the interview, too often the will of the American people has nothing to do with what happens in our country. And the people who run it can feel so far removed so to have someone who's actively in the belly of that beast still take the time to reach out to the people, it means a lot. And I think for me, my biggest thing is I really hope that people don't squander this opportunity. We really have a chance to do something different. I said, there's nothing for everyone claiming to not want Biden, a repeat of Trump and Biden, who are just like, oh, I can't believe Biden's doing this in Gaza, or we didn't get student debt relief, all the things. The biggest way to show your disdain and disapproval is to vote him out. And to me, it's a it's free. Just show up, tell a friend, bring a friend, vote for her in the primary. She's in the States. And give us a fighting chance. Like, I'd much rather have a 50% chance that we could actually have something better than a 0% chance knowing that with Joe Biden, nothing will fundamentally change, like he said. And to me, I've always said that if we do not, removing Trump is only the first step. If all we do is remove him like we did in 2020, he will inevitably return because nothing that none of the conditions that created him were addressed. And if we do that again, I don't know what's coming in 2028 because no one's listening to the people tell them, hey, we're dying here. We need this. And it's just like, eh, whatever. People take it lightly. And the media has conditioned people that Trump is the problem instead of realizing he's the symptom of the problem or the result of the problem. So. Yeah, I agree. And I was like, not only like what's coming in 2028, but what would be coming in 2025 and 2026 and 2027. Something that I thought was really... Make it to 2028. Right? Um, Something that I thought was really interesting that Marianne talked about was involvement in the primaries. And she also talked about getting involved with Senate races and your representative races. And I am adding like your local city council and mayor's races, a lot of times the people in local government have more impact on your day-to-day life than 
than the person in the presidency. I personally view like a CEO as like the storyteller in chief of a company who sets the like strategic vision and the culture and where they're going. And I view the same thing for the presidency. And I, and I appreciated your question about qualifications. And I think Marianne speaking to being close to people's pain for decades and being able to support them through that and not only coupling these individual stories but she's connecting the dots to larger societal systemic failures that they're failures but they're also intentional i don't want to i don't want to discount that they are intentionally designed and i think that and you you say this too like you know what i was like i would much rather vote for somebody who i agree with on like 75 80% of things than somebody who i agree with on like 25% of things yeah. and and that's and that's how i feel too and i appreciated marianne saying getting involved in the primary um i plan to vote for her in the primary in colorado I will make a decision about who I'm voting for in the general election, but I will be voting for her in the in the primary election. Um, I also found it really interesting that – go back and listen to it if you haven't listened to it. Our God Doesn't Hate Me, You Do episode. It's one of the first – I think it was actually maybe the second episode that we – ever recorded go back and listen to that about our experiences with religion and spirituality and how that shaped our leftist and progressive values i thought that that was really interesting when she when she spoke to that um i also thought it was really interesting i i for for people who are just listening i was wearing a uh like a like an army green t-shirt with a like a resist fist that was in the color of an American flag. And then below it, it said resist. You couldn't see it on the screen. But I thought it was really interesting when Marianne was talking about using the American flag to represent certain values and the locations where the American flag is. Um particularly after September 11th, if we would have seen it in more schools and hospitals and on like roads, public services. And um, I think she's exactly right. And I was like, personally, I have wanted to make an intentional effort to sort of reclaim what the American flag means to me um, instead of it being used as like a symbol for fascism. So, yeah, I don't know. Those those were a couple of pieces of the interview that I really enjoyed. No, I like that. I do think it's important because the way that I don't want our flag to be seen the way that we see Nazi flags or Confederate flags. And while I am not a symbolist fanatic in the sense of like, because America is very unique in our obsession with the flag in comparison to many other countries. But I definitely think that eventually the way that we've behaved over the last few decades is definitely pushing us in the wrong direction in terms of when people see the flag, what they think is happening. Because now it's like, oh, bombs are coming or, oh, regime change or, oh, these things. And sometimes they don't even see it. It's just we covertly come in and they know it's us. 
And I hate that. But I was going to say for me, I really enjoyed, it was a quick exchange, but the part about her never being referred to as a businesswoman and mm. the fact that the media and voters are so willing to accept someone who has the title of a business person as automatically qualified, but ref- but don't have that same assumption for anyone who isn't considered a business person. And I think what's interesting to me about it is I'm like, this is the worst. I think this is one of the worst aspects of our recent decades is that we have run this like a business. Um, I think we say it all the time, like business people, the CEO class has higher concentration of like sociopaths and other professions because they're willing to do things that no rational person like firing everybody or, you know, like they did in Ecuador, just polluting the water to save some money and things like that. And I'm like, we don't need another business person because to them, America is just data statistics and the shareholders and the the people they care about are the wealthy. We actually need someone who knows how to run the country like a family because they would, it gives you a differently, entirely different perspective. When you're a family and a functioning family, you put your children first. You make sure that everyone has something to eat. Everyone's clothed. Everyone has shelter. You know how to run a household and take care of the things that you need to take care of. I think America, we have bought into this mythical illusion of like our economy as this like thing that has to remain great, which yes, you want a strong economy, but it's like, it only seems to be great when it's helping rich people, but magically we have to tell ourselves that it'll eventually trickle down to us. And it's like, have you ever noticed that like, no matter what it's doing, we are still usually on the short end of the stick. Like we still don't have great healthcare. We still don't have this. We still don't have that, but every other country can do it. And that's because we have the money. We just don't have the desire, moral courage, or the will to allocate it towards the people who need it most. And I think that when you don't look at the country like a business where you pay the frontline workers the least and the CEOs the most and the shareholders the most, you actually start investing in those, in the inverse relation, you invest in the children, you invest in the elderly, you invest in your people as they need housing, education, healthcare, et cetera, it becomes very easy to make your decisions when you look at things like a family instead of a business. It's not a, anything that comes to harm the American people. You automatically know that, hey, this isn't it. Yeah, as a self-employed business person myself, businessman myself in finance, yes. working in finance, I co-sign the sociopath. <laughs> you're crazy i'm sorry yeah no it's it's wild yeah it really is um and it's systemic it's not even personal to be honest like because it's it it often creates the environment that requires this because that's what we've decided there's a fiduciary responsibility to to those to that class and it's like at the expense of other things like the community the people the workers etc yeah, it's All wild. And I was like, I am the 100% shareholder of my small business corporation. Um, we do still need to have an episode about tax. It will not be legal advice. But yes. um, you're right. It's interesting, too, to think about like the the interconnectedness of 
owning my own means of production while also utilizing this exploitative system. So um, I want all of us to be able to utilize it the same way that the billionaires do. Um, yeah. yeah the last thing that I want to say um, for like recapping the interview, like there were a couple things that I thought were, were really neat. I, I thought that it was great when she talked about how love always prevails and that's what keeps her hopeful. And I felt that like, regardless, I think of people of how people might feel about Marion running as running for the role of president. I felt like you could, you could see and feel deeply her commitment to seeing the humanity in every single person. Yeah. Um, and, and that felt really neat to be in conversation with, with that person. And I also thought it was really cool. Um, my friend Donna and her last name and the yeah. connection to Marianne's family and that story so was awesome. really neat to hear and yeah and about how like Marianne has that personal connection through her family to an immigration story yeah. and um how like it's like a lot has changed and also nothing has changed mm -hmm. and so yeah I think that's all I've got anything else you wanna yeah. I, I really have? love the fact that Despite the smears, despite the nonsense, the haters, that she's committed to this. Like, I don't, sometimes when people just say silly stuff like, oh, just to sell books or to do this, it's like, it literally only takes like two brain cells to realize how silly that is. Because, first of all, at 70 something years old, you've already done the lion's share of your career and you've been successful at it. You don't need to. <laughs> do this to sell books and one it's like do you not know who the audience for her books are because this is not their area their favorite thing to talk about so it's just like sure. to be willing i don't want to say to fall on the sword but to be willing to take the brunt and to go through knocking the door down no matter what happens of course i i would love for her to be successful but it's like no matter what happens i truly truly believe that one day we will look back and see that her run and her willingness to inject the type of holistic view that she does with politics will be seen as the catalyst and the start, the seeds of when we finally get there. Um, if not with her, which I pray it is, because we need it now, I do think that we will see, either we will see that, wow, we really squandered this and we had an opportunity, or, wow, I'm so grateful that she did this and we did something and now we've passed a baton to a, another generation and we've continued the work that was started. So, Americans, you have an option. I promise you, you don't have to vote for Joe Biden in the primary. Um, yeah, or Donald Trump. Or Donald Trump. You just have to show up and support somebody. You can't lose voting in a primary. Like, don't let anyone say they're Russian agents. That's silly because it's literally a primary. Um, do not underestimate the power and the fervent energy of Donald Trump's supporters. They are fired up and ready to go. Um, and got, if something were to happen to Donald Trump, like he's not able to run, any generic Republican beats Biden single-handedly. Like it's not even, 
close. So do yourself a favor and and put something you believe in on the ballot for once. It feels great to actually vote for something you want to vote for versus voting for something you feel like you have to. Voting against something is so demoralizing. Experience voting for something you want for once. That's my piece. I love that. So, yes, thank you for making this interview happen. Um, you are the one who has the personal connection to Marianne and I am incredibly grateful to you for extending an invite to her. And I'm incredibly grateful to Marianne Williamson for, for coming on and talking with us too. Thank so, you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Her team is, I want a big thank you to her team. They were super great when I reached out about trying to get this interview scheduled. Um, they made sure it happened, you know, like, like you said, we've been, it's been on our, on our vision board for a while, along with some other people that we hope to have on very soon. So the fact that her team was so responsive and willing to have her come on our growing show is truly an honor. So thank you, Marianne. Um, thank you, Case, our first interviewer. Yes. Any, many more to go. So super excited. Yes, we really are. So thank you so much for... Um, for all of the people who have listened to us run our mouths, whether it's just the two of us, whether it's just us individually, whether it's us with a friend, um, we couldn't do it without you, our listeners. Um, if you wouldn't mind doing us a favor, rating us five stars on the platform where you listen to us, you can also share your favorite episode. Share this episode. Share the share the interview um, mm-hmm. with a friend, someone who you think needs to hear the message. Um, listen to it multiple times. That helps us in the algorithm yeah, too. I've and then that way it's not just me times. listening to the episodes multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny. This is one that I, I've i listened to quite a few times. So yeah. I really like this episode a lot. Yeah, me too. It felt really special. And um yeah feel free to get in touch with us let us know what your favorite part of the the episode was favorite part of the conversation was marianne's invited back anytime so if you have a question for her maybe we can start compiling them um if she wants to come back and have another conversation with us let us know on instagram twitter tiktok and threads at call me limbo pod and again we do have some bills that we pay your financial support helps us out even if it's literally just a dollar Helps us out. Venmo, Cash App, and Patreon at Call Me Limbo Pod. Um, and Day, you know, it's like I always say this one I actually have said, I'm pretty sure on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Okay. America is not a place, it is an idea. You we get to create to whatever yeah. we want living here, supposedly. Those are the I ideals. Like and so I love bringing in bringing in people with with ideas who who kind of push the limits of what we think might be possible. So yes. And listen, when they go low, I just want to say we go to Marianne2024.com and yes, donate do. to the campaign. Okay. <laughs> check out, we will have the link in the show notes. Please go check out the platform. There was so much we didn't get a chance to talk about. There is no one in this race with a more detailed policy platform. If you're thinking it nine times out of nine point five. It's there. So please check out the website and donate, even if it's just a dollar. That's right. So, yeah. So thank you so much for listening. Um, David and Dave from Call Me Limbo. And we'll see you in a few days.